1: Welcome into the Basketball Index Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor. And today we're talking to Tom Bassine of Swish Analytics. He's a data scientist. And what this episode is, is I just kind of want to go through a day in the life of a data scientist. Me and Tom were talking before the show. And this is a pretty new industry. I think a lot of people are interested in it. I myself am, I'm very interested in it, but I don't have any idea how coding works. So uh, I wanted to have Tom on, kind of talk about the ins and outs of uh, what it's like to be in the industry. So Tom, how are you doing today? Taylor, I'm doing great. Doing great. All right. So data scientist, how did you find yourself in that job and how did you find yourself at Swish Analytics?
2: Yeah, it's,
1: it's a good question.
2: Um, and like you said, it's a pretty, I would say kind of new career path. Um, so it is, it's, it's definitely a, um, it's, it's definitely an interesting road for me. Um, so, so yeah, so I work at Swish analytics, which is a, a sports betting company, um, as a data scientist and it, and, you know, uh, very happy to be here. Um, but, but yeah, getting into data science in general is, is interesting. Um, so, so my background, just, I guess a little bit of a, a little bit of background on myself. I have a, I did my undergrad in math uh, at UConn go Huskies. Um, so, um, so, so I, did not, I definitely did not know when I was going to college that, hey, I want to be a data scientist. That was not something that was in my head. Um, and so I did a degree in math. I was kind of not really sure what to do with that. Um, maybe you wanted to go into academia. Um,
1: Wait, hold on. When you pivoted and you were like, I, I think I might be interested in this, Like, what did, the, what did people around you say? Like, what did your family say? Were they okay with this? Yeah, uh, pivoted uh, to data science itself. Yeah, yeah, in sports, in like a new uh, developing industry
2: oh like data science in sports or data science more generally uh
1: either one either. maybe in sports in sports
2: yeah no i think they were pretty uh they were pretty fine with uh um my you know career choices i think um i i think they they were a little bit you know kind of kind of fine with with you know however i want to go uh, career-wise so maybe a little more laid back um but but yeah, sports itself is definitely harder to break into. I think, I think data science in general is, is now pretty good. Uh, there's a lot of jobs available. It's a pretty you know, hot career. Uh, I, think, I think the sports part is where it gets a little, little harder to break into.
1: Yeah, absolutely. There's definitely a lot of competition. You know, There's only so many, so many franchises you can work for. There is more developing stuff outside of franchises. Obviously, you work at Swish Analytics. Talk a little bit about what you do there
2: yeah yeah uh so yeah swish is a great place i've I've been here for about uh, about eight months now um and so swish analytics is a uh, is a sports betting or a sports betting company a sports betting startup and so we provide uh products to our our clients and we uh and what i do specifically is is i do a lot of uh modeling right so i'll um you know try to try to build a, a bunch of models to you know, to in in all different kinds of sports, and um, in basketball and in football, um, to try to uh, get better at predicting what players are going to do in games. Um, so, so that's that's kind of the uh, kind of the the high level
1: uh, summary of, of kind of what I do there. So, without you know giving away too many industry secrets or anything like that, let's just say you know a boss sends you an email and is like, "Hey, Tom, we need you to work on." we're trying to predict things for the next season. We're trying to predict wins and losses, things like that. And you're like, okay, I have to build a model to try to figure this out. Like, what are the initial stepping stones of that? And like, what's like skills and what knowledge do you need to know, like to get that started? Let's just say somebody at home wants to start building a model to predict wins in a season for an NBA team or for the whole league.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, that that's a good question. Um, so, so modeling, so building a model is, is kind of a, it's a multi-step process, right? So you need to get your ingredients, you need to get your data that, that goes into your model. That's the most important part. Um, and then you need to combine that data, right, in some sensible way to spit out some answer. So in this case, how many wins a, a team will get in the next season? Um, and so gathering the data part uh, and, and, and kind of putting together the data in a sensible um, kind of format is is often actually one of the trickier parts of, of this industry, of, of, uh, of data science in general. Um, so, so I'm lucky at Swish, we have a great data engineering team that you know, can, can help us uh, or help me kind of put together the data um, and uh, you know it can basically help me get the data I need. Um, so but but if you're you know if you don't if you're not working at a at a company with a data engineering team or if you're just kind of doing an individual project um, then actually gather the data itself can be a little bit, uh, you know, can be a little bit hard, depending on, um, kind of depending on your skills and, and depending on what's available. Um, so, so that, that first step of, of gathering the data um, is actually uh, often one of the harder parts of it, uh, which, which might be, uh, which might be a little counterintuitive to someone outside of the, uh, the industry, but, but definitely uh, is, is true in my experience.
1: So I let me let me just throw out some terms I've heard because again, like so before before the episode, Tom was like, "So so, what's your background in data?" And I was like, "Well, I look at it a lot, but anything past that, I really don't know. It's it's all like I'm saying there might as well be like fairy dust in R or Python because I just don't know how it functions. So I hear terms like scraping data and like cleaning data a lot. What are people talking about when they? Uh, are referencing those i guess like buzzwords
2: oh yeah taylor now now you're speaking my language here (laughs) Um, so so yeah so scraping and cleaning data so 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 right so so let me try to explain those kind of in um in, in simple in simpler terms so so scraping right is is basically gathering your data from an outside source right so for example in the in basketball right i do a lot of um, of NBA um, stuff and so I'll scrape data from uh, basketballreference.com which is a, a great site um, from NBA.com um, so so that's the part where you can uh, where you can develop scripts uh, to do this um, in some kind of um, kind of automatic fashion or you can even I mean sometimes scraping data is as simple as uh, downloading data <laughs> right um, but uh, so scraping data is, is is that part where you're Where you're, um, you know, literally building a script to to gather your data for you from somewhere else from from the, uh, you know, from these uh, um, sources. Right. And then uh, so so that part is definitely um, it it can be tricky, depending on where your data is from. And then cleaning data is another is a uh, is another thing that data scientists do a lot of work in. Um, And and cleaning data uh, generally is, well, let me see, a good way of describing cleaning data is you, you, you have a bunch of information, right? You, you have all this, um, you know, you have all these, all the, all these, um, values on players, for example, you know, I've gathered all this data from basketball reference. I have, I have player information. I have all the players for the seasons. I have their points per game. I have their assists per game. I have their rebounds per game. Right. Um, but I need to, ma- I need to look at that data and see, like, does that seem, uh, th- does my data seem, um, you know, seem right. Are there errors? Are there uh, what we call uh, missing values? Right. So maybe um, some players uh, have, uh, you know, don't have any uh, points per game for some reason in my data. Maybe because they didn't play enough minutes or something like that. Um, so so cleaning data generally uh, kind of refers to looking at your data and um, and making sure that uh, you know that that your data is is accurate basically in some sense.
1: Okay, okay. So now let's just say basketball reference. That's a site most people have been to. They're really, really good. They got box scores on every player for like time eternal. So are you going to like the front door for this data? Because like I'll be honest, prepping for the podcast, a lot of times I'll be, you know – open it up, I'll you know, obviously be on basketball index. It's a plug for basketball Index, it's the podcast. Uh, I will be grabbing the data obviously from the site, a lot of the advanced stuff. But occasionally I'll just want to look at like a box score. You know, I'll control control C, control V that into a spreadsheet or uh, you know, a Google sheet, like just prepping and asking questions with a guest or whatever that is. So like are you going in the front door on basketball reference? Or is there like a secret portal for like you data scientists that there's maybe a password or a code that you whisper to the doorman and they let you in. Right.
2: Or, but uh, I mean maybe, Taylor yeah. You know, I can't tell you the the secret. Uh,
1: You can't tell me what the code is. You can just tell me that there is a second door somewhere.
2: (laughs) Well, you know, they'd kick me out if I divulge that. Um, (laughs) Just blink uh, twice.
1: uh, Just blink twice. I got you on Skype. I can see you. And then nobody else has to know.
2: (laughs) yeah no it's a good question i i think that so so for bat take basketball reference for example um so so for that site right i developed uh you could i developed like various uh, scrapers we'll call them uh, so various code basically that goes in and and basically looks at the um at like the html behind uh um, those pages and um and basically like takes the data uh scrapes the data um basically because there's a consistent format for how the data is structured or how that how that uh, html is structured um so um so, so yeah so that, that's for for bascal reference but then for a lot of uh, sites like nba.com is great they have a, an api it's called um which basically is a is a fancy term for just basically kind of a, a portal where you can uh write code to to access um to access the data so you know so as long as you know the code to write you can kind of uh, you know, access that API and and pull the data you need. So nba.com is a is actually really uh, really nice.
1: All right. So the the NBA is like they're they're like, hey, we understand we have all this data, and like we here you can come get it. This is a place to grab it if you want. We're trying to make it accessible. Right. Right. Yep. Okay, gotcha. Okay, so now you have all of your data, you've skimmed it, you've trimmed it, you've cleaned it, you've bathed it. What's that? Have you ever seen that Spongebob episode? You gotta clean the marble, you gotta wash the marble, you gotta be the marble. <laughs> so once you got all that done, what is the next step into plugging it into your magic Call of Duty Netflix machine we call a computer, trying to come up with a model for, you know, predicting wins?
2: Yeah, so 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 once you have the data, then I guess it's more of the fun part. Um, so, so so actually, so so in the modeling process, right? You have to think to yourself. Um, so what do I think might predict wins, right? In this example, um, so you have to construct your your um, what we call features or your your ingredients in the model, right? Um, so. Like, and it, for the example of uh, if I want to predict wins for a team next season, probably their how they did last year is probably going to go into my model, right? So maybe their maybe their winning percentage from the previous season, um, maybe their um, I I want to incorporate uh, how good the the players in the team are with some advanced stat. Um, right. Like, uh, like BPM, LeBron, LeBron, right. So, so, you know, so, so maybe LeBron will be another uh, feature in there, um, for, for the various players, um, on the team, but then you have to kind of think about, Hey, how do I want to, how do I want to kind of make that a, an ingredient? Like, how do I want to construct how Do I want to take like the average LeBron of all the players? Do I want to take some kind of, you know, combination? Um, so, 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 so that's, so that's kind of where the uh, where the fun part is. You're you're constructing your ingredients that go into the model, and and so you basically, you know, you you take whatever data you can get, and then you have to structure it in such a way that you can actually, um, you know, you can actually create a model uh, out of it. So
1: so like let's just say for metaphoric sake, we're gonna call the model that we're making like metaphorically it's a cake, and your maybe the last year's record will be the flour. Maybe the LeBron component will be the sugar, and then maybe there could be some other components that are I don't know what else goes into a cake eggs, and then you throw it all in the oven. It comes out. So is so my thing is you you've made your metaphorical cake, which is this model that is you know prediction win predictions next year. So how many like iterations like how many cakes are you baking? What is the process of? kind of fine-tuning that recipe with your ingredients, right? You know, a little more sugar, a little less flour, whatever it may be. How do you ultimately come to the conclusion of like of the well, one, do you bake 10 cakes? I don't know how it works. And then how do you settle on I'm I'm pretty happy with this this cake baking recipe? <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's okay.
2: So so if we're in the the cake baking world here, yeah. So Right. So you will want to definitely make a few different cakes, I guess we'll say.
1: Maybe a, uh, a chocolate cake, maybe a yellow cake, possibly a, uh, I can't think of any other cakes, a lemon meringue cake, or that's only pie. I'm not sure.
2: Right. Right. Uh, Right, so no, you de- you definitely want to uh, to construct a few different cakes. So so that's kind of worth... an
1: angel food cake, possibly angel
2: food cake. Yeah, no, you you can definitely get that in there too. Uh, <laughs> so you want to, um, yeah. So, so basically, you definitely want to build a couple different models or a couple or you know bake a couple different cakes, and because right when th- your first cake is maybe not going to turn out the best, right? So you want to. Uh, you know, you want to experiment and, and try, and try some different uh, recipes, right? Um, so, 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 yeah, definitely in the model building process. That's kind of where a lot of the fun is. You'll you'll build a bunch of different models, um, and then you can you can see how they perform um, on your data. You know, as a data scientist, you have various different error metrics you can look at. So, for example, in the winds example, you know, what's your kind of uh, uh, average error in terms of of winds, or, or um, we call it, or your uh, mean squared error, right? There's various different, uh, you know, kind of kind of error metrics you can look at, uh, right? And you want to, you know, so so there's some experimentation that goes into kind of can I, you know, how can I, how do I build the best model for for my particular application, or how do I bake the uh, the, the tastiest cake for <laughs> or for my uh, dinner party.
1: After sampling all the cakes, yeah, how do you how do you decide on what the best cake recipe is? Okay, so that's one thing I want to dig just a little bit deeper on because I've heard someone talk about this before. Like whatever did you say error rate or uh some, some di- error checking? Different or, error metrics that I was referring to. Or... Okay, so what kind of like what's the too long didn't read like what is that and how does that work?
2: Yeah, so so so, so the the tldr version of error metrics are basically you just need right a way of determining basically how good are your are you, how good is your model how how good are the predictions from your model right so so i'm predicting team wins right um, and you know i i built my you know you're building your model on past data right so i said that um, you know that the you know i'll just you know pick a random team say i said that the you know, the, the Raptors in in some year, we're going to win, you know, uh, 52 games, but they actually won 56 games in that year. Right. So I was off by, I was off by four wins in that particular year. So then, you know, you can, the, your, uh, your, your error metric there could be uh, for that particular uh, team would be, you know, four wins. And then if you take an average over, over, um, you know, over all the teams that in this example that here, you know, that you predicted on and you can, uh, have your um, your your mean error or your uh, or your mean squared error or kind of whichever um, way you want to look at it, right? So
1: so do you do that by saying like saying you so you're, let's just say you're building a model for 2024, right? The next season. So do you check? Do you find that error rate by being like, well, let's just grab this model and run it for let's say year 2020 yeah using 2019 data and then we see how well it did versus the actual results yeah exactly
2: yep yep that that you i maybe i should have been a little more clear there but but yeah exactly Yep, your so your model is being built on past data right because we don't know and no one knows what's going to happen in 2024 so so right. we're building our model on the past data right and we are um using that uh so, so right we're, we're we're looking at what happened and you know what our model said would have happened in in for example. um, And we're seeing how well it would have done. Um, So, so like a typical, like a very typical data science kind of model building kind of process is that you, you will say you'll build your data, you'll, you'll build your model at one set of data. Say I'll build my model from like 2015 to 2020 seasons, right? The 2020 season. And I'll, you know, kind of construct it there. And then now that's all built. I'll test it, say on the twenty twenty one season and twenty twenty two season, or something like that. Um,
1: does is there a problem when you go back too far? Where like, because I we talk about this all the time. Where like, if you go back to like the eighties, they're shooting like basically no three pointers. If you go back to the seventies, they're shooting zero three pointers. Like if you go, if you pick data that is too different from today, does that start giving you like? because I've always heard like more data is better, but like, do you get to a point where you're testing so far in the past? Potentially, I'm not saying you're doing that, but let's just say me at home, if I try to make something and I try to test my win model to like the 1982 season versus today, like are there, is the game too different? Like, do you run into any problems there? Yeah, no, that that's a great question. And and that's
2: kind of uh, across a lot of different industries as a data scientist, that's where kind of the domain knowledge comes into play, right? So you have to you have to have a bit of, kind of knowledge about what you're building a model on right so like if you're in the basketball world just like you said like you might the data from 1970s and 80s is less relevant to today's game um and you know if you're trying to for example if you're trying to put like three point percentage in your model uh guys uh, three point percentages are are very different uh you know or, or, or three point attempts or something like that from a previous era um so so yeah so so there is definitely a balance between um how much data you're including in your model you you generally we as data scientists we like more data right so so give us more seasons but then uh, we also need to have uh relevant data to the to the current um situation right if you're if the because if you're building a model historically but the the um you know the times have changed then those uh the predictions that you'll make won't, won't be as good in the future
1: all right so i feel like we I'm really happy with you know we kind of explained when you are going to make a model first thing you got to do is you got to get your data you got to clean it and then you got to kind of plug in different sets of of information to try to get different results and then you could test it versus previous years and I feel like that's a that was a really good uh, kind of basic introduction to that so thank you for that I want to move on to your Twitter account because I came across you just randomly and you have one of my favorite tweets. You do it every once in a while. And I think it is one of the most valuable tools for keeping up on the league. So basically what it is, is it's two tweets. One is the East, one is the West. And it has, every team basically has like a line across like a column. And then in that team line, there is a, a player uh, each player has a block. The block is bigger the more they shoot the ball. And then each block is color coded where it's like orange is really efficient on true shooting and purple is really inefficient. So you can really quickly scroll through the league, see who's basically like getting the most uh, like shot attempts on a team and then how they're, how well they're performing efficiency wise. And this single tweet, I think, is like, I would say top five most valuable things for keeping up on the league. What made you come up with this? It is the way it's laid out is it's just like so clear and just so, so it gets so much information across so quickly. (laughs) Taylor. Well, that's too nice of you. Um, But, uh, but yeah,
2: how I came up with that, um, with that particular chart. uh, So, so like you said, I, I think uh, understanding who the most efficient, Shooters are on each team, right? Uh, so efficient from not only that the field but the foul line too so is is important, right? For analyzing basketball, um, and and then it's it can be tricky to kind of visualize this, right? Um, in a in a in a way that can really give you um, kind of make it easy to see all this information. Um, so. So I, I definitely played around with different formats for how this this chart would look, um, but. Like, like as you described, and I know it's kind of hard to describe a chart for a podcast. But but as you described, the, these uh, the, these horizontal bar charts that are, that are that are uh, uh, stacked on top of each other. Um, they really, I think, they give you a good picture of kind of uh, at a glance, kind of kind of who takes the, the shots on the team, and then and then based on the coloring, how uh, how efficient they are. Um, so so I definitely played around with a couple of different formats for that. I I've made like um, like scatter plots, kind of dot plots, right. Um, which, which uh, I know, are also can convey a lot of information, but, but the, uh, but this current plot, I definitely, uh, I definitely enjoy putting it out and uh, and kind of checking in on on, on how various teams are doing.
1: I, I get very excited when I see it. Um, I try to I, I try to make a point to retweet it every time because it's so good. So when I get the Neuralink eventually just like injected into my neck, this is one of the first things I want put on it. And I also want it auto-updating. So I just have this data at all times. So just, just throwing that out there to, to you and Elon when the Neuralink gets done. I think this is one of the first kind of things that should be uploaded onto it. Um, let's talk about what else you got going on. You post all kinds of cool stuff. Um, you have different like net rating stuff for teams by month you have the all-time or like not the all-time but like the the winning percentages by conference so like comparing the east to the west you have all these great tweets like what what goes into you making these and how what what gives you the ideas for them
2: yeah uh, that's a good question um so i i definitely uh will will listen to a lot of podcasts and, and, and watch a lot of basketball so so uh, so sometimes someone will say something uh, you know that I, I want to check out and if the data is there, I can, you know try to put something together uh so um so i think i was listening to a podcast right on kind of t- kind of i forget which one but but talking about um the, the the relative strengths right of how the east is having a better year this year uh than you know than than the than the conference has had in past years and i know the west has has kind of uh has, has kind of been the better conference for for a while so i i just you know, happened to have that data available, and I could I could pull it, and so I was like, hey, this is a this is pretty cool uh, to to check out. And as it turns out, the the East is actually uh, has a. a as a positive winning percentage so the, the east is, is eastern teams have uh, collectively been better than the west uh in this regular season um for the first time in a while i think since like 2008 or something or, or 2009 i have to check that plot again um but uh so, so yeah i'll just kind of come across ideas um just by by listening to podcasts or, or watching the game and and then if the data is there and and um you know and i have the time to throw some together it, it it's fun to do so
1: So, well, so just a real quick thing on this. So it's this year, 2023, the East has a better win percentage. And then you were right, 2009 was the only other season. So this graph goes back all the way to 2001. So basically for the last like 20 plus years, the West has been better. Uh, except for this season and of course, 2009. So yeah, that that was just a really cool thing. So like what, what is the time frame? That's another thing that I think is curious. So like I sometimes will make little explainer videos for some of our advanced stats here at Basketball Index. And one of the things, obviously, Tim, my boss will be like, how long is this going to take? And I'm like, well, it depends. (laughs) Um, And I'm sure that's the answer for a lot of the things you make here. But Let's let's talk about the uh, the conference kind of shooting breakdown graph you do. We just talked about that has the the volume and the efficiency. How long does it take to throw something like that together? Yeah, so
2: so for that particular graph and for some of the ones that I that I do often, I have a, just a script that that can run. I can just press a button and and uh, it'll it'll create those charts. It'll pull the data and create those charts. Um, so, so that's always the best, right? If you can just kind of press a button and, and create it. Um, but then of course the effort goes into actually, uh, doing it the first time and then kind of setting up your, your, um, uh, kind of, kind of setting up your script so that it can, so that it can run over and over again. Um, but that one is just, you know, every, that one is basically just a button press and then it outputs
1: those charts. The power of the sun in the palm of your hand, Spider-Man Two. Uh, what was the? What's the setup on the time for like the first time you set this up? Yeah, so that that's a good question because. So we we'll say like building the infrastructure of it. Because like now it seems like you said good to go pretty easy. But like what's that infrastructure time look like? Yeah, it definitely took a little while
2: because there's a script for that one that, that will screw from basketball reference. So so that definitely put a took a probably took a couple hours to put together when I when I did put it together. Um, and then actually the the script for for making those making that plot. Um, uh and doing the uh, the data cleaning <laughs> as, as we talked about um so so it definitely took a it definitely took a couple of hours um or maybe you know uh kind of kind of in that time frame yeah definitely definitely at least a couple of hours or a day or something to to actually um to actually put it together the very first time yeah
1: all right, so what kind of equipment does this data scientist work with? Are you a mechanical keyboard? Um,
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, I, I often, like, for a lot of my personal stuff, will just use my, just use my laptop. Yep.
1: Okay, do you, uh, do you got one of those, uh, do you remember, I don't know if people still use them. You know the mouse that had, like, the giant ball that you'd spin with your finger? <laughs> yeah, I think I know what you're talking about, yeah. In my mind, data scientists, they might have that, you know? Yeah, no, I, for, for
2: my personal stuff, I often just use my laptop. It's just, just pretty, you know, a pretty, uh, pretty simple setup. Um, but, so you're telling me there's no special gear. There, there, there's no special gear. Um, uh, I, I wish I could, uh, tell you there is and kind of, kind of sound a little cooler, but, but no.
1: <laughs> uh, all right, all right. So before we get out of here, uh, I, I obviously talked about your your Twitter account. I love it so much. What's your handle for Twitter? Yeah,
2: my handle is uh is T V. So so the, the letters T is in Thomas, V is in Victor, and my last name Bassine. So that's B is B A S S I N E. Um, so so that's so T V Bassine is my handle. Um which is kind of funny because uh, it might just sound like I really like television, but actually, my full <laughs> name is—it uh, starts with the V—is Victor. So, it's—it's—it's—it's it's, uh, it's, it's TV Vassie. Yep.
1: Yeah. When you sent me that, I was like, i, I, I my first thought was like, oh, what if he's just really into TV? I wonder if he was maybe a—a TV—I uh, don't know, influencer before he got into sports. <laughs> uh, anything you're cooking up on Twitter that maybe is gonna gonna come out anytime soon? Any anything coming up? You know, Mad Scientist over there.
2: No, that's a... Mm, that, that's a good question
1: is there anything let's how about this is there anything you really want to do but you know maybe you don't have the time or you haven't quite you know gathered all the data for it? yeah yeah <laughs> there's lots of stuff that, that I
2: wish I could do but um, but but uh, need the time and uh, and data but but yeah one thing that I've been curious about um, I'm not sure if I'll get to before before the playoffs this year but I've been curious about um, the relationship between the regular season and the playoffs Um in, in terms of how well does the regular season predict the playoffs, right? Um, so so we know that teams are, you know, guys miss more and more games and, and get more and more rest, um, uh, you know, in, in more recent seasons versus the past. So it would seem that, you know, that probably, you know, regular season record is and regular season strength is less predictive of the playoffs. But I would like to, uh, to test that. Um, so, so that's something that I would like to do. Um, but but yeah, just just involves some some time and energy.
1: All right, I feel like I gotta I gotta hook you up with Krishna. I feel like you guys would maybe you know come up with some ideas or cook up some wild stuff. Uh, all right, that's gonna that's gonna do it for this episode. I feel like we got a pretty good kind of slice of life for a data scientist. Tom, thanks for coming on. Uh, give your Twitter handle out one more time because you're a really great follower. Taylor,
2: th- thank you very much. That's uh, that's too kind of you, but but yeah, my, my Twitter handle is is t. V, so uh, T is in Tom, V is in Victor, Bassine. Um, so that's B-A-S-S-I-N-E.
1: All right. That's Tom Bassine, data scientist over at Swish Analytics. That's going to do it. Uh, my name is Taylor, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Basketball Index Podcast.